Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We've got some funny guys. We're live in location at Century Mile, host of the 92nd earning of the Canadian Derby. It's going to take place Saturday. You uh, just heard Matt Jukic on. He's the racing manager out here at Century Mile. And uh, what do you say, about 6.45? Do you say, or was it later, around 7? Around 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason from Sangudo has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He said, I'd like to uh, bet on the horses, but I'm not financially stable. (laughs) That's a dad joke, Bob. That's a dad joke. Is that that what that is? That's what that is, yes. Again, you can text us at any time. Uh, <laughs> Infinite Patience is the name of Ryan Nugent Hopkins' horse. What was RNH thinking? That is the perfect name for a slow-age pony that won't hurt your kid or a reliable draft horse. A racehorse needs to be impatiently attacked the finish line. So there you have it. Again, you can text us at any time. Ah, uh, boy, oh, boy. Meanwhile, we've got, well... Former defenseman Mark, I knew this was coming. Bob, I'm completely anti-vaccine passport. It's stupid because it can't achieve its stated goal. However, what the OEG did in regard to patrons, I don't believe is discriminatory. They at least are giving their patrons options. Other organizations have chosen to practice uh, uh, discrimination. I personally hope the organizations suffer the financial consequences of taking that silence or that stance. As for the mass debate, society's never had them. If we had them, we would have looked at the studies and realized they were basically useless, says former defenseman Mark, again, who says he's completely anti-vaccine passport. That said, I think the Las Vegas model will prove less productive with their fan base. So, again, the the Vegas model does not – you don't have to prove – that you've been vaccinated, nor do you have to have a negative test, but you have to wear a mask in the building. Interesting stuff. Well, I would say, too, that's going to be difficult to enforce. Right? It's one thing enforcing any type of rule one by one as people go through the turnstiles. It's quite another when you get 18,000 people inside the building and you're trying to enforce it then. Sonny in Vancouver's I got an actual hockey text for us. Good. Uh, he says, Bob, uh, do you see the orders going two forwards, one D, or one forward, two D for their extra skaters? Thanks. From Sonny in Vancouver. Well, Sonny, I have a curveball. I wonder whether or not they have to keep a third goaltender here. Well, that's the big question. Or if you Does like- the league need to add a spot for an extra goalie? And I'll tell you why. 
What happened to the Denver Broncos last year at the quarterback yeah, position? Yeah, they lost their quarterbacks, right? They lost their quarterbacks. Some people, you know, like Cam Newton, doesn't get kept by the New England Patriots. Now, hey, I'm, I'm, well, I'm the Alabama guy that likes Mac Jones. But what you're getting at here is if, if one goalie comes down with COVID because they're always near each other, the other guy's going to be uh, contact tracing, and you're probably going to lose both your goalies, right? Right. Or does the league need to put a caveat in place, instead of having a 23rd man, ro- 23-man roster, do you have an extra spot for a goaltender for a third? You, but what does the third goalie do? If if the premise, Bob, is he can't hang around, let's call a spade a spade. If it's Alex Stalock and the premise is he can't hang around Koskinen and Smith, how's he going to be ready to play when they need him? Yeah. How's that going to work? Like, uh, otherwise, I you know what? I think I think what they might do is they might go one, one, and one. One extra defenseman, one extra forward, and one extra goalie. I don't see you keeping a third goalie. I nope. think you just have to. I mean, what do they got Staylock out? He's like 750, isn't and he? He's as cheap as they come. Right. The, the bigger question for me is which guy's going to be my backup goalie? Oh, that's, that's the bigger question for me. Yeah. Well, sure. I think Koskinen's going to be the backup goalie. I mean, Staylock didn't play a game last year, Mark. This is true. I mean, Koskinen had a tough stretch, and he didn't exactly inspire down the stretch with uh, the performance against the Canucks where he gave up four on four. That one. I'm just throwing out the more. Uh, to me, it's more of a numbers game. Yeah. You know. But, listen, Koskinen, I think we get. Koskinen is that classic player who makes too much money, and it, it paints everybody's opinion of how he plays. I'm not wild about Koskinen, the goaltender, but as a tandem, what was the order of save percentage last year in the league, Bob? Five on five, wasn't it like sixth or seventh? Yeah. I think it was sixth. So sixth is tied, excellent. Tied for sixth in the league in save percentage. It's excellent. That is an excellent number. I don't know if and it's feasible. And was a big part of that. I don't know if it's feasible that they can do that again, to well, be frank. I'm not sure they can, but my point would be this. The numbers were good. The problem with Koskinen, we all know, is if Mike Smith has to sit down for two weeks, that's when the trouble starts with Koskinen. We do have a little bit of news on the NHL front, and it regards the Ottawa Senators. A uh, friend of the show, uh, used to see him in the trails when he was the assistant GM, excellent talent evaluator, an organization that's drafted very well. The Ottawa Senators have extended general manager Pierre Dorian's contract through the 2024-25 season. Okay. Now, a lot of people thought when Pierre Maguire went in there, hmm, what's going on? Well, Dorian did end up getting himself contract extension. And again, if you look at the... This is an organization that got Mark Stone in the sixth round. They got Hoffman in the fifth round. Like, they've hit some... They've made some big play. Even, you know, I Kachuk, pretty good pick at number four. They're working on getting him extended. They got Shabbat long-term. They got Batherson done over the weekend. It's looking like a pretty nice hockey club. Well, it's it's never been a question of accruing young talent in Ottawa. It's been a question of keeping the players. And I don't think that's on management, frankly. No, it's clearly not on management. Was it on Glenn Sather when all those Oilers left and they sold Gretzky? I don't think it was, Bob. It was on ownership. So Ottawa does a nice job in the hockey ops department. They always have. But an owner that can't make it happen can blow all that good work up. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app for the App Store. Again, uh, momentary staff recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. We should have, within the next couple minutes, 
NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. So as a result, right now, we're going to hop into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. September 17th, you can hop on a private WestJet chart, a round trip to Vancouver. they got an open bar set up for you, just $199. It's $199. Details at NewWestTravel.com. Brendan, if you're on the phone right now, that's okay. If not, uh, we're going to throw to you for this day in Oilers history. And now we're clear for the time being. 1999, the Oilers re-signed forward Jim Dowd. He uh, he goes on to have five goals and 23 points in 70 games in the 1999-2000 season before the Minnesota Wilds claimed the 32-year-old in the 2000 NHL expansion draft. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. September 17th, you can jump aboard a private WestJet charter. Round trip to Vancouver. Open bar, just 199 details at newwesttravel.com. Jim, Jim Dowd. Dowd. Now, who was, was, was Devereaux on that line with Dowd as well? Oh my goodness. Who can remember those things, Bob? That was an unforgettable And George LaRock. Was that not the line? Could have been. Jimmy Dowd was, uh, eh, fourth line. He's kind of, uh, Derek Ryan, frankly, yeah, was really who he was. Was he not a part of New Jersey's first Stanley Cup championship back uh, he, in 95? He went through New Jersey. Was he not a Brick, New Jersey native, Bob? I believe he was from Brick, New Jersey. Brick. Or maybe I'm thinking of another guy. Now we're now we're having to race off and do a look at the old hockey DB look. I, I can't believe we don't have Jim Dowd on the hot pot uh, out of Lake Superior State. Pretty good program back in the late 1980s. Dougie Wick played there. He was from Brick, New Jersey, Brick, and he New was Jersey. a member of the 95 New Jersey Devils. I always thought 90... that was a great name for a, a tough New Jersey town. Where are you from? from well, I'm from Brick. Our next guest, <laughs> uh, is, we're going to head off on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. We are pleased to be joined on the line by NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Bill, it's Bob Stauffer along with Mark Spector. How are you doing, Bill? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Toss it to break for 30 seconds, and we'll work on our setup, and we'll go from there. You're listening to Oilers now. We'll come back with NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 144 at Edmonton out at Century Mile. The 92nd running of the Canadian Derby takes place on Saturday. Mark Spector is here as well to help out, and we're going to try it again on the River Cree Resort Casino and hook up with NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Bill, it's Bob. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Mark, how are you guys? We're doing good. Uh, special thanks to you. We we did the, an event in 2015, in March of 2015, and I specifically said, you know, there's this McDavid kid, uh, and I know you're the guy that ends up uh, pulling the cards out for uh, the, the draft that year, and Edmonton ended up getting Connor McDavid. So uh, it was a terrific event. To uh, That was the mac and cheese dinner that Bruce Saville, former winner's owner, was involved with. I know we had a good chuckle out of that. All right, let's get to, the, let's get to some serious I, stuff I here. Just for, I, I did that just for you, Bob. Just so I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, many people would say too often in this show, it is often a bit about me, yeah. and that's a problem. But with all seriousness, uh, you know, there's there's two big things that have happened over the course of the last week, Bill. One involving um, 
the you know agreement between the National Hockey League and the NHLPA on uh, how rules are going to work for vaccinated players versus unvaccinated uh, players. I just like to start there. This is uncharted waters, difficult times, challenging for everybody out there. A lot of people have different perspectives. Uh, how much you know? Maybe just a thought on how the league worked with uh, Don Fear and the NHLPA to come up with uh, some structure to how things are going to uh, move forward here. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I would say it was a long and uh, difficult negotiation, but not because we were coming at the issue from different uh, perspectives um, or, or different opinions. I, I think both sides are very much aligned in in um, encouraging players uh, and everybody associated with our game to to become fully vaccinated, and and we think you know it. Ultimately, it's going to be essential to, to, to a person's ability to continue uh, working in the game. Um, so, you know, obviously um, uh, we came at it from an aggressive standpoint in that regard. I think the Players Association did a, a, you know, a, a responsible job in representing the interests uh, of their constituents. Um, and, you know, as with any negotiation, it was kind of a, you know, a, a, a bargain deal that uh, that uh, you know we we certainly didn't get everything we wanted or asked for, um, and the players' association kind of felt the same way. So it was a long process. It took us a long time to kind of get to uh, pencils down, um, but we did that last Thursday, and and we issued the protocol, and we're in the process now of kind of educating all the clubs uh, and the players on on what that protocol entails. We do think uh, the protocol, uh, you know. We have a high level of subscription already to to kind of players and and other club personnel being fully vaccinated. I think uh, we expect um, you know the better part of 95 percent of our players uh, to be fully vaccinated by the start of training camp. Uh, and we think that the the protocols that we issued last Thursday will actually encourage another segment uh, of the unvaccinated players to to become vaccinated. So. Um, you know, it's all a process, and and uh, we're uh, we're moving forward. Bill, let's talk Olympics. When I when I talk to a casual hockey fan, and they say to me, how, "Why don't they just go to the Olympics every time?" I always tell the story that you know the league shuts itself down. They give all their players over to the Olympic tournament, and when it's over, the Pittsburgh Penguins can't sell a Sidney Crosby Team Canada Olympic jersey, and Sportsnet can't show the golden goal without asking someone for permission. And I know that that that's simplifying the disagreements that you and the IHF and the IOC have had over the years. But obviously you've crossed a bunch of hurdles here. What are the things that you negotiated that work for the NHL now that didn't work in the past? Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we were able uh, to successfully um, advance our rights uh, commercially um, and uh, in particular our, our ability to utilize some Olympic rights to promote our players' participation in the game and to keep our fan base on our platforms, um, uh, you know, uh, into uh, the games and and our players' participation in those games. I would be uh, uh, remiss if I didn't say that you know we we had a, a list of asks and we didn't uh, we didn't get anywhere near uh, what we asked for uh, in that regard, um, but we made some improvements. Uh, and and uh, you know we're grateful for the improvements we've made. Having said that, that. 
that's not the reason uh, ultimately we've decided to, uh, to, to make the decision to go this time. I think this has uh, a lot more to do with the commitment we made to the players uh, in connection with our CBA extension that we negotiated last summer. Um, that you know, uh, provided we could reach, you know, acceptable uh, terms, uh, we would uh, we would support um, uh, a decision to, to shut down the season and allow our players to participate. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the pandemic certainly makes it more challenging, and we had uh, a bunch of issues associated with the risk that the pandemic creates um, with respect to Olympic participation and how to, to balance that risk, how to allocate that that risk. Uh, I think that took the, the lion's share of the time in terms of reaching a final agreement. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm, I'm more convinced than ever that this is this is an element that's extremely important to our players. They feel very passionate about it, um, and we've committed to support their interest in it. So um, that's the reason we're doing it. Well, hopefully, uh, geopolitical situations at a you know, governmental level, uh, don't end up kiboshing this. It happened before with Afghanistan, as you recall, back in 1980. All right, switching focus here. Just to, I, I, We get a lot of discussion, obviously, Bill, about, you know, access into buildings. And speaking of governmental and governmental relations, is it almost impossible to have a standard experience for a fan in every NHL market because of provincial and state rules when it comes to the handling of COVID? now it is I think uh, I think that's certainly a fair conclusion um, you know we we're, we're in a situation um, heading into the 21-22 season that's uh, uh, significantly advanced from where we were obviously heading into last season uh, that's a good thing um, and you know we got to a level in the playoffs uh, in some of our markets not obviously all of them uh, where you know we're, it was almost back to normal um, I, I do think we've we've uh, uh, taken some steps backwards in some markets over the course of the off season, and we're going to have to kind of deal with that and manage that uh, as we move forward into the preseason and regular season. Um, but I think there uh, continues to be a level of optimism um, that we're moving in the right direction. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think all the, the markets and arenas and teams are dealing uh, with this situation in a responsible manner um, and you know certainly while we're not going to have full capacity in every building uh, certainly we're going to be uh, we're going to have a lot more fans at our games uh, than we were able to have last year so that's uh, you know those are all positives how are you bill dealing with the constant change right like you can make plans and then the federal government makes a completely you know if the pandemic continues and they make a new decision on their borders that could throw your plans off a lot do you like i guess i'd ask you for every plan you make how many plan b c d's and e's do you have to have when it comes to getting a plane load full of uh, international travelers over the canadian american border yeah, it's a challenge. There, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I think the thing we've learned the most uh, during uh, this pandemic is is um, the need to be nimble uh, and flexible and to, uh, you know, as much as we'd like to be making decisions sooner uh, than we make them, um, the, the bottom line is, you know, our, our mantra really during the pandemic is to, to gather as much information, let as much time pass as possible 
possible and make the best decision uh, we can make uh, when that decision needs to be made. Um, and you know that that's been true with respect to you know going going all the way back to where we put the bubbles um, last season or two seasons ago, um, to the protocols that we just issued last Thursday, to um, you know to to what we had to do kind of on the fly last year in terms of reformulating our schedule uh, and our our divisions and and um, you know it, it, we're all learning to 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 be more. Um, nimble uh, than, than our history has, has required us to be in the past. He's the man with the golden ticket for Oilers fans. That is the uh, most celebrated Oilers image since Kevin uh, Lowe, Mark Messi, and Yuri Curry uh, hoisted the Stanley Cup. That's what Bill Daly had the golden ticket for God every day. <laughs> Bill, we appreciate uh, you uh, helping us with uh, Jamie's help to turn this around quickly. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers now, and hopefully we get a chance to see you down the road. My pleasure, guys. That is Bill Daly, the Deputy Commissioner of the National Hockey League. And uh, special thanks also to Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios for helping uh, turn it around. Hmm. You got to be nimble. Oh boy, you got to be quick. You got to jump over that. I mean, it literally, like, it literally is like that, Mark. Like, that's, I, like, people, you know, what, what was the first thing you asked me when you came in today? So you travel? Are you traveling? You said, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, like, I, I don't have that answer for you. Uh, I have, you know, I, because I'm pragmatic at this stage. And I mean, I sort of threw a little, like, Mark, if, if things in Afghanistan, and I'm serious about this, mm-hmm. if, if the Taliban sat, sits there and, and develops partnerships with China and Russia, how do you think the Western democracies are going to feel about this? We've seen before teams boycott the Russian Olympics because of Afghan. People say, you're an idiot, Stauffer. That's never going to happen. And in turn, the L.A. Olympics, right? Right. And in turn, the L.A. Olympics never say never here. That would uh, be awful for, uh, uh, yeah. certainly for our audience and for everyone who loves hockey here in Canada. I mean, we all want, there's, it. everybody wants the Olympic Games. We want to sure. see best on best. I'm just hoping it doesn't get uh, sidetracked here. Hey, thanks for coming down to Century Mile. Pleasure. Special thanks to Matt uh, Jukic uh, from the uh, Century Mile, the racing manager. Jeff Robillard from Horse Racing Alberta. Sean Elford, as well as Angie Quinnell for helping us get set up as well. Coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Well, Brendan Escott can tell you. He... We'll uh, have on Elks in-game analyst here on 630, Chad Blake Dermott, uh, former Oiler Fernando Pisani, and head coach for the uh, Ross Shepard senior football team, Brian Bashinsky. All right. Uh, tomorrow on Oilers Now. It's a Wednesday, so John Shannon, our NHL insider, will join us. We'll also have David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson, where they have a fully mandated uh, vaccination policy for all players and staff. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And then Monday through Friday at 6.30 Chet. It's the 6.30 Chet afternoons from 3 to 6 with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Century Mile. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.